I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be alright. I believe and I trust in Hashem. This week, we have a very special Yom Aladas of the Rebbe Maharash. So I want to tell two stories of miracles in connection with learning Chitas. One of them with the Rebbe Maharash and one with our Rebbe. In the times of the Rebbe Maharash, there were many gezeris, Rahman al-Litzlan, on the Yitten. Many decrees. There were pogroms. There were many bad things against the Yitten, making the Yitten have a hard time. One of the biggest problems that were was the fact that they tried to change the ways we learn in yeshiva. There were those that were called maskilim. It was a group of Yidden who were far, far away from Yiddishkeit. And they wanted to change the way we learn Torah and make certain changes. And these changes would have chas v'shalom harm all the people, all the children and Bachrim from the way they learn Torah. And the Rabbeim had to go and fight off these terrible degrees. In the times of the Tzemach Tzedek and the Rebbe Maharash, who was his son, there was a new Gezerah that came out. The Maskilim wanted to force the yeshivas to learn certain books that they published. In fact, they got money from the government. The government should pay for the printing of their books, and then they're going to force, through the kayach of the government, to force it into the yeshivas. Chas v'shalom. So the Tzemach Tzedek told his son, the Rebbe Maharash, to go on a mission now, to get rid of that gazera, to fight it off. This was in the year Tav Reish Yud Zayin, 1857. So almost 170 years ago. The Rebbe Maharash, of course, was ready to go to fight off the Gezeira. But the Tzemach Tzedek said to him, I want to give you instructions what to do when you get there, that you should be Matzliach. So let me tell you what I did 14 years ago when I had to go and fight off some Gezeris. 14 years ago, in the year 1843, I was invited to a meeting of rabbis, so-called rabbis, who were far from Yiddishkeit, and they wanted to try to push 
things against Yiddishkeit, against the Yidden. And Poshet changed the way we educate Yiddishkeit a lot. And I have to go there. And it was a very, very dangerous mission. If I'm not mistaken, it was then that Al Terebe, uh, that the Tzemach Tzedek, was arrested 22 times during that stay. So Tzemach Tzedek says, is telling his son now, he said, listen what happened. On my way to that meeting, I knew I needed to get a bracha, so I passed through the city of Liozhne to daven at the oil of my mother, Rebetzin Devarileya. As we know, Rebetzin Devarileya, the daughter of the Altarebbe, gave up her life for chesidus and chesidim. And when she passed away, she was very young. And Tzemech Tzedek, her son, was still a young boy. So he decided to go to his mother, to the oil of his mother, and daven there, and ask her to daven and pray to Hashem for his success. And when he got there, he said, his mother spoke to him, and his mother told him a very, very encouraging message. How was she able to speak to him if she passed away? Sadiqim, when they come to an ayel, they can have a two-way conversation. When we go to an ayel, when we go to any caver, it's we speak, and we know that the person is listening. Yes, whenever you speak to someone who passed away, they are listening in Ganeden, and they pray for you. They do what they got to do but you can't hear them with your ears. But Sadiqin, when they go to the ayel, they are able to hear the conversation that goes back and forth, a two-way conversation. So the Tzemach Tzedek says, I went to my mother's ayel, and she told me the following. She said, because I gave my life, Mesiris Nefesh, for chsidim, I was given permission to visit the Baal Shem Tov in Ganeda. And I came to the Baal Shem Tov to ask him to pray for you. And the Baal Shem Tov said to me, Your son is a Bucky. He's an expert. He knows all the five Chamashim by heart. Every single word and letter. He knows the whole Tehillim by heart. He knows the entire Tanya by heart. Being that he knows these three things by heart, every word and letter, it says in the Torah, Parshas Vayishlach, when Yaakov and his family were traveling, it says, Vayihi Chitas Elikim. There was the fear of Hashem that everyone was afraid to bother them. They were protected by a special protection from Hashem. Says the Baal Shem Tov, the word chitas doesn't only mean the fear. Chitas also has three letters. Ches, Tav, Saf. Ches stands for Chumish, 
The next, the tough, stands for Tillim, and the last one for Tanya. And that means, says the Balsham Tov, whoever knows the words of Chitas, with that Koyach, he can break all Gzairus, all problems. Nothing will stand in his way. Semach Tzedek heard this from his mother and is telling this now to the Rebbe Maharash and says, now you're going to Petersburg, you do the same. In every office of the government and by every minister that you're going to visit, make sure to learn Chitas. You'll say a parsha of Chumash, a capital Tilim, and a Perak of Tanya, wherever you go. And the Rebbe Maharash said, it was such a good recipe that guess what happened? That after only three parshas of Chumash, three kapitel and three prakam of Tanya, all of their plans fell apart. And not only that, the chief, the head of all the maskilim, ran out of the country, escaped, because he was so embarrassed and afraid because he wasted so much money of the government printing those books. What do we see from this story? The power of Chitas. And here is a second story, as I said, from our Rebbe, a miracle that happened by learning Chitas. This story happened in Yerushalayim. Close to 70 years ago, there was a Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva Chaye Oilam in Yerushalayim. The Rosh Yeshiva's name was Reb Chaim Chaikel. He suffered on his feet, on his legs, for a couple of years, and it was getting worse and worse. It became so bad. He couldn't even sit. Forget about standing or walking. Even sitting he couldn't. He had to lie in bed all the time. It came a point, it became so bad that the doctor said they have a plan to take off one of his legs. And maybe even the second one too. It was about that time, about Tavshin Yudalid, 1954, it was the chasana of his son, the Rosh Yeshiva's son. The Rosh Yeshiva's family were all B'nai Taira, Talmid Chachamim. So you can imagine by such a chasana, who was there? Many Talmid Chachamim, many Rabbanim. They came to rejoice and to make the chasana Kala happy. They also spoke a lot of Divrei Taira. And at a certain point, the Rosh Yeshiva said, I want to say a few words. I want to speak. But because he was laying in bed and he was so weak, he asked for perfect silence. So the entire Chasna hall became perfectly silent. And he started to tell a story that happened with him. He says, when I was a Bachar, still learning in yeshiva, back in Europe, before the war, I learned in yeshiva in the city Stuchin. 
And we all learned was 30 Bachrim learning in the shul. In the same city, there was also a person who used to come visit the shul quite often. He was called Itche the Shikha, Itche the Drunken. Why did he get this name? Because we always saw him either he's drinking mashka or he's sleeping. He wakes up, more mashka. That's why he got the name Itche the Shikha. He was a nice guy. He used to lay on the benches in the shul. The kids used to, for bring, spend time with him. One wintry night, something happened. While we were there, and Itcha the Sheikh was laying on a bench, the door of the shul opened up, and a man, a yid, walks in frantically. Rabbi Sai, I have an emergency. Please come and help. My horse and wagon, which was loaded up with stuff, just tipped over, and we have to stand it up. What's worse, the horse is in danger of dying because the straps and the reins of the horse got caught around his neck, and it's pulling on him, and he can die. Please come and help. The Bachram immediately started to make a whole pill-pull. What's a bigger Avera? To ignore him or Bittl Taira? If we stop learning Taira, that's Bittl Taira, it's a big Avera. To ignore him is also an Avera, ignore a Yid. And we, we made a whole pill-pull and we made a Psakdin, din we're Paskind, that we're not allowed to do Bittl Taira. Bittl Taira is much bigger Avera, we're not going to help him. And the Yid walked out of the shul very, very upset. Just then, Itcha the Shika wakes up and he says, Bachrim, I don't understand you guys. The guy needs help. The horse can die, get choked to death. Go and help him. Go right now. And I'm warning you, if you don't go to help him, chas v'shalem, you guys will not be able to walk on your own feet. And Chaim Chaikel, telling the story, says, and I was a wise guy, and I said to him, Itche, <laughs> since when did you become a Paisic to teach us a din? And Itcha did not answer. A half an hour later, the guy came back into Shul and said, I went all over for help. No one's available. Bachrim, please come and help me. The horse will die. That's his parnasa. We made another pilpul, and this time we paskined that we could go. But unfortunately, by the time we came to the horse, the horse was a dead horse. The next morning, when I came to Shul to learn, my friends who were there already said, Ah, ah, Chaim Heichel is here. Itcha was looking for you. 
Itchen asked about you. So I went over to Itchen in the shul. I said, yes, Itchen, what do you want? He says, I need you to come to my house tonight to be with me. Why? Because tonight I'm going to pass away. <laughs> I started to laugh at him. He says, I'm not kidding you. I want you to be there when my neshama leaves my body going back to Hashem. Can you please come? I thought it over when it came. I said, but I don't even know where you live. He says, you know the broken house at the end of the city? That's where I live. When it came evening time, I thought to myself, anyhow I got to learn. What's the difference I learned in Shul? Or I'm going to learn in his house. So I took my Gemara and went to learn in his house. I come into the house. He's sleeping on the floor on some boards. There isn't even a chair. I found the broken box. I sat down, opened up my Gemara, and I started to learn. I learned for a couple of hours. And then I thought to myself, what do I need this for? Why is he giving me a hard time? Let me go back to the shul. And I was getting up to leave, and Itcha says to me, please don't leave. Stay here. At exactly 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm returning my neshama to Hashem. And I'm going to ask you for a favor, Chaim Chaikov. Do me a favor and tell the Hevra Kedisha, the Rav, that they should bury me near this and this tzaddik in the old cemetery. And he said the name of the tzaddik. Chaim Chaikul says, I began laughing in his face. He said, are you kidding? You didn't even put on tefillin. That's how he looked. No one ever saw him putting on tefillin. You don't even put on tefillin. How do you expect them to bury you near a tzaddik? What? You're saying that I don't put on tefillin? Go take a look what I have over here. And he sends him to the corner of the room. There's a box there. He says, open up that box. He opens it up. And he sees a most beautiful pier, mehudedikat tefillin. Okay. But anyhow, they're not going to bury you near a tzaddik. He says, you know what? Under that box, there's a smaller box. And there are my writings. Show them my writings, and then they'll listen. Chaim Haikel says, I walked over, took the writings, looked at it. it was Kabbalah, Nigla, Chesidus, Secrets of the Torah, such deep in Yanim. I was convinced that he must be a tzaddik nistar. Yes. Like all those tzaddik nistar, they pretend to be just a plain guy. This guy was surely a tzaddik nistar. I waited there at 4 o'clock. On Mamish on the 2nd, he passed away. So I went quickly to the Rav. I showed the papers. And told him what happened. And the Rav was convinced that this guy was a Tzaddik Nister. But he said, there's one problem. The old cemetery has no room. We stopped burying people in the old cemetery. 
and for sure not near that tzaddik, there is absolutely not an extra inch. That's why now we bury people in the new cemetery. But anyhow, since the tzaddik minister asked, let's go and just measure the place. And like this we know that we didn't bury because we couldn't. And wonder of wonders, they came to that tzaddik's cave there, and they see a big space suddenly opened up for him. Mamish, room for a whole caver. It was Mamish a miracle. They never had that space before. The whole city suddenly found out about this miracle that Hashem, Pashat, made an extra space. That everyone came to the Leviah of this Tzaddik Nistar. This is the story that Rav Chaim Chaikel is telling at the Hasana. He witnessed it. And then he started to cry. And he says, now everyone can understand what happened to my feet, to my legs. From the words of that tzaddik. And I made fun of him. Everyone felt so bad for him. People over there started to cry. <laughs> it came to a chasna to be happy. And their whole mood changed now. Now one of the people who were at the chasana, his name was Reb Aryeh Leib Friedman. And he had correspondences with the Rebbe. He would write to the Rebbe, the Rebbe would write back to him. So after the chasana, he felt so emotional and felt so bad for the Rosh Yeshiva, he decided to write to the Rebbe about it. So he wrote the whole story to the Rebbe, what happened, and begged the Rebbe, please, a bracha for Rafua Shalema, for Reb Chaim Chaikol, that he should be able to go on his feet. They shouldn't have to cut off his feet. He should be healthy. A while later, he got a letter from the Rebbe. The Rebbe responded. And the Rebbe said to him, tell him, tell the Rosh Yeshiva, that he should follow the Takana of the Fidika Rebbe to learn Chitas every single day. The Shi'urim of Chitas, the way the Fidika Rebbe taught us every day of the week, one part of the Chumash, from Rishain to Shani on Sunday, Monday Shani to Shlishi, and so on. Every day of the month to say the Yom Tehillim, the way it's divided for each day of the month. And the Shir Tanya, the way it's divided for the year. And not only he should do so, but all the people that, he, that follow him. He had so many Talmidim to tell them to do so. That will be another schus. Then, by going in the ways of the Friedrich Rebbe, he will be able to be going on his legs, the Gashmias. He will have a refua and have healthy legs to go. Again, by going in the ways of the Friedrich Rebbe, he will be able to go on his legs. Ayyelaib Friedman said, I got the letter. I ran straight to the Rosh Yeshiva's house, and I showed him the letter. He read it. He got so excited. He kissed it, and he says, I want to hold it. I said, sorry. It was written, it was sent to me. It's mine. 
but I'm going to hold it. I say, you know what? I'll let you hold on to it. Beginning that day, he started to learn chitas and tell others to learn chitas. And guess what? Evangelist Friedman visited him again after about six months, and he sees for sure they didn't take his feet off. Not only that, he was already sitting by a table with his feet normal, and he said that the doctors are amazed. They're helping him every day, and they see how his feet, his legs are getting better and better every time, every moment, because he's learning chitas. And anyone who came to visit him, he would say, you learn chitas today? And he would say, please learn chitas. This will be good for you. It will be a schuss for me too. Ah, guten Tag. Guten Tag.